Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me as always, Calvin, how are you, mate? You are right? Yeah, not too bad, Steve. Not too bad. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute, hasn't it? Let's let's put it that way. Uh, if, and like you said, I mean, I even had to ask you before we just jumped on. I, I actually couldn't even remember what our last game was. It's been that long. Uh, and I don't know, don't know about you, mate, but I'm getting the itch. Big time. Uh, I'm looking forward to to welcoming, hopefully, Arsenal back into my life on Thursday night. It feels like a lifetime, doesn't it? Like mm. months have passed. <laughs> it's only been weeks, but we offer. I think. I think having like no FA Cup football as well, it made it even worse. Like watching everyone else play, I found quite depressing. Um, not gonna lie. Nice, nice seeing Man United lose though. Always yeah. got time for that. Always, and obviously. Uh, you know, Leicester getting absolutely thumped by the giant killers that are in Nottingham Forest. Um, I don't know. I always find those sort of results put hours into perspective a little bit more. I don't know whether it should or not because it's two different games completely, but it always softens the blow. I mean, we call, only lost 1-0. Call me salty. I really wanted Leicester to beat them like 5-0. <laughs> Honestly, still, I'm still, I'm still raging that they beat us. Absolute bastards. Bastards, yeah. mate. But yeah, it's, like you said, it's been a minute. Um, it feels like, you know, there's not a lot to talk about on the pitch, but there's a lot There's a lot we can get into that's been happening off the pitch. And um, mm-hmm. we can sort of take a look back at January as a whole. Um, I, I feel like the mood throughout January on and off the pitch has been pretty, pretty poor, pretty low. Um, Bleak. Yeah. And I think the, the results on the pitch sort of reflect how you're feeling off it. And then there's, there was the ongoing transfer saga. Um. So before we get into that, I thought we could start with some little bit more, a little bit more light, light and bright. Um, mm-hmm. We could discuss our January goal of the month. Our <laughs> uh, <laughs> sending off of the month would have been a much more better competition, wouldn't it? Which um, one did you prefer? Who went hardest? All that sort of shit. But yeah, fucking. We can up. do that too. How many two red cards did we have in January as well? More red cards and goals, wasn't it? Well, that wasn't ours. It was Gabriel and. Thomas Partey, I believe. Did, hang on a minute. What about Xhaka? Surely. It was Xhaka. He got sent off against Liverpool mm. in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. He got sent off against Man Then Gabriel got sent off against Man City. Partey got sent off against Liverpool. <laughs> so we had three. Maybe. You can tell we're re- really well prepared. Yeah, we love to prepare on this one. We really love do. to prepare. Very unorganised. So moving on for my goal of the month, mm. uh, let's let's get down to things. So obviously we didn't sign anyone. There was more mm. outgoings than ingoings. Um, I believe we saw we signed one player from America. Yeah, in the season I've not really Aust- followed it. Austin Trusty um, from Colorado Rapids, um, who a lot of people think, and I probably agree with it. He'll never play for Arsenal. It's more of a Inichi Nemoto a- style signing, is it? Yeah, but probably even worse, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. Um, I mean, it's not even one that is worth really talking about, to be honest no. with you. I've got, and anybody who says otherwise, I mean, I'm sure we've got a number of uh, you know fans over in the States who watch the MLS week in, week out, and actually could say if he's any use. But I can guarantee you I don't watch the MLS at all, mate, to be honest with you. So no. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he's any, you know, any good, can even tell you where he plays, somewhere on the back four. Five. Wow, you know more than me. Anyway, obviously we had um, Callum Chambers go. 
Aubameyang, uh, a more notable player. Who, who else left us? We, we we are really... Yeah, we had a January sale, didn't we? Big clear yeah. out. So yeah. Ainsley, Maitland, Niles went out on loan. Yeah. You had uh, Class Natch. Yeah. Free transfer. Get a fuck out. Pablo Marie, another loan. What the... Why do we loan so many... Why, like, just don't... this. buying. Nobody... No, but people are buying, right? Um... I just find that we're always the club that seems to help other people out. It just feels that way. I don't know if you feel like that, but like Callum Chambers, undisclosed fee, it's probably absolutely fuck all. But the thing that obviously topped it for me, and we'll get into it in a little bit more detail, but, you know, we're still paying Aubameyang. Why are we helping out Barcelona? Fuck off. Like, I've right on, and it's harsh for the player because I'm not, and look, it's one of those where I'm just like, if we're paying him, Let's just, just keep him. I just don't like doing clubs other favours, mate. It doesn't sit well on me, to be honest. Yeah. Well, let's let's sort of dive into that a little bit more. Um, the thing with the, with the Aubameyang situation, I think there's different layers to it. I think you're at, obviously going into the, wind, into the window, you know, we can go back to like September, October, where we were mm. having conversations about, we always needed, you know, an, an, an extra striker. Um, mm. Aubameyang, you know, when he was playing, he wasn't performing, he wasn't scoring. And if he's not scoring, then, you know... What does he bring? What does he bring? And we, we always knew that we were a midfield light, a midfielder light. Um, and mm. we were always like a suspension injury away from a midfield crisis, which, funnily enough, recently came into fruition. Mm. And we've been very light on the ground. The, the fact that we, we came away with no one, I, I, I sort of, I, I very much sort of take your approach. I'm quite on the fence. Hey. Um, I, I Lovely think that. on the one hand, you know, the fact that we didn't even bring a Haloni in, but you've got to sort of beg the question, there must have been someone out there we, we could have brought in uh, um, to sort of give us a bit more depth. The fact we didn't mm. bring anyone in, you know, we, we just feel like we were very light on the ground. In terms of goals, I, I don't really know what's what the plan is there. Lacazette doesn't score. Eddie and Kerry isn't good enough, regardless of whether Aubameyang has stayed or not. I don't think he'd ever, he'd ever played again. I'd been very surprised to see him back in the team. So I think mm. there's, there's like, we don't know that, but I think it's it's not worth really sort of overanalyzing too much. Um, I mean, just on that though, even if he, he wouldn't have started, that that's for sure, unless something serious happened. Um, you can't help. And again, we're never going to know what happened behind the scenes. Obviously, all would come out and said, you know, it was mainly Arteta that was an issue or whatever. Something went down that we're not going to find out about. And obviously he's not going to be the one to throw himself under the bus, right? Which is, again, fair enough. But he would still would have been a nice option off the bench at the very least. Um, but like, yeah, I say that and my mind just immediately just you know reverts back to how he's played over the last 18 months. And it's, you know, there's not been a lot there, full stop. Um, from from any any point of view that you look at it, whether that's goal scoring or just overall play, at least you know that's one thing that Lacazette gets gets by with, isn't it? He doesn't score a lot of goals, but at least you know he he brings in others um, and helps link the play a little bit. Um, and I think you know even when we, when I look at Lacazette, I mean I was having this conversation with somebody I can't remember who it was um, last week. You know there aren't that many out-and-out strikers in Europe, let alone in, in in England, that actually score lots and lots of goals. You can, you can name a few, obviously. You have to say it, unfortunately, but Harry Kane would be in that in that category. You've got Haaland, um, obviously Vlahovic, who we went after, unfortunately didn't work out. Uh, I don't know whether you can think of anybody else, but there's not many. I mean, you look at Liverpool, for example, they don't have an out-and-out striker. 
it's it's the two the two wide forwards that do the job. Um, maybe that's what we're hoping for. You know, you've got Smith Rowe, Saka, and hopefully, I, I do hope we get to see a little bit more of Pepe um, in the second half of this season. I guess in many ways the game has sort of evolved, hasn't it? And I think Man City have mm. sort of um, spearheaded that. Unfortunately, um, yeah, there isn't a lot necessarily out there, but then there's got to be. Someone who's you know better than Eddie and Kitty, right? There has to be. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's it's crazy that you know a size, you know, a club the size of Arsenal are, mm. are relying on you know the, these two guys, and obviously you know Balogun's gone out on loan now, which I think was much needed. Mm. It just leaves us very short. Um, maybe wait, maybe we'll see Nicholas Pepe playing false nine. Maybe strange things have happened, right? Yeah, stranger things have happened. I remember. You know, we've definitely spoke about this um, on the podcast in months gone by where, you know, it was really frustrating when Pepe found his feet over on the left-hand side, for example. Um, last season, I thought he had some of his better performances from that side of the pitch. But there is just that element of me that, look, it, it could be absolutely diabolical. Do you know what I mean? There's every aspect of that. I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, that's something which is definitely going to work because, fuck me, I just, you don't know. Um, nobody would know that until you try it. But, you know, I think what's frustrating with that, I mean, look, Aubameyang's been off, out of sorts and off form for a long time. Um, you know, we persisted with him over on the left or even through the middle. And it just, you know, nothing the was really clicking. curse of the contract, right? Yeah, the curse of the contract, curse of the armband. Um, it's just one of those sorts of things. But I get a little bit frustrated that we didn't, or as a club or whether it's Arteta or whoever, didn't think ahead a little bit more. Um, you know, we we have got Pepe, who is a goal scorer um, in one shape or form or the other. He's not your out and out, obviously. He's not a nine. But I just think we missed a trick earlier this season in the earlier stages of the, uh, the cup competitions, even against Nottingham Forest, um, if you wanted to use it there. But we could have tried, um, tried him in that kind of false nine or through the middle just to get an idea of, could it work? But now we, you know, we're in a situation where you know we we didn't have Europa League obviously earlier this season to try things like that out. Uh, but now we're in a seventeen game run where every game is massively important. Um, can you know? Can we take that risk? I mean, the only way you probably could, uh, and I feel unfortunately it's quite unlikely, um, is if you're in a you know that fortunate or lucky enough position where you're you know three nil up. 20 minutes, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes to go. Yeah, let's let's try this. Let's see if there's anything there. But even then, just, down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, even then, though, it's, you know, when you are freeing up, it's such a different game to what it is when you're nil-nil, right? So we're never going to get, a, we're, not, we're not in a comfortable enough position to try things like that out. And I think if you did want to try it out, we needed to do it earlier in the season in those, in those cup games. But I mean, I'm interested by it, but at the same time, it, will we see it? Probably not. Apparently he had he had a good Af- Afcon. Um, not that I watched any of it. I didn't watch a minute of it. Um, honest with you, I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I watched the final last night because I thought, you know what, fuck it. You know, I watched the final. It was on a reasonable time, seven o'clock. Um, oh, it's absolutely diabolical. It was a terrible game of football. Um, the, the you know the pitch was fucking shite as well. But there we go. Look, God. I've never been a fan of international football at the best of times. No, no, me neither. I think with the Bahrain though, I do think. Going back to that as well, like it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah, he's he's always been a player who's you know his his discipline has been sort of questioned um, even before he came to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. 
And it's something that you can look past when you're scoring goals. But, but once you sort of start scoring goals, it's like, you know, what are you bringing to the table? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place when that contract renewal came up. The world was fucked. Let's be honest. Um, we were thrown into a really strange situation. Um, too many times have Arsenal let big players go as well. But, you know, like I just wanted to touch on what you said as well. I mean, we're not doing dumb shit anymore. And as much as I was frustrated that we didn't bring someone in, like you, I was kind of glad that we didn't go and do a Pepe. We didn't go and do a Mkhitaryan or... Let's be even honest, if you wanted to look at the loan market, we didn't do a Dennis fucking Suarez, which is one of the worst signings I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we're not knee-jerking into overpaying for bang average players and then getting ourselves in the same positions again. So that's good. Um, but yeah, the, the Orba thing, I mean, yeah, it was just at a point where we, we've been here. We've been through this. We know what it's like. The Oza one dragged on far too long. It hung over us. Fucking God knows how long. It felt like an eternity, didn't it, to be honest? But it was every week. It was always on the bench. always sat there with an umbrella and fucking watching the game and in the sunshine. And I'm just glad that this we've quickly moved this on and it's, 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 it's done now. Do you know what I mean? And you can't bring it up. The only time it will be brought up, though, is like you kind of touched on already. Is come the end of the season, if we've missed out by a couple of points, could he have done something? You'll never, ever know. Um, but I think, again, if we look at the last 18 months uh, that he was playing for us, probably not a lot is your answer to that. So, Yeah, he, he's been stinging in the place out since mm. he signed his new deal. And um, I think it's, it's probably a good fit for Barcelona, but, you know, it feels like it's, mm. it's sort of nice to sort of, see them in the mud a little bit, you know, kind of going for these sort of, you know, second rate strikers, you know, yeah. who, who sort of pass their best. It made, um, it did make the, me laugh. Yeah. The, the, the days of you know, the messages of this where we're going to them is that's, you know. Oh, it's, it's long gone. Yeah. It's, long it's long gone. gone. Um, but the thing that really, because obviously you, you remember this, I've said it a few times, Bill Bamiang, like, look, strip away the goals. What have you get? Why has he never made the elite level? Um, and obviously you do think of, you know, in Europe, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern, etc. And obviously he's ended up at Barcelona, but it's not to excuse myself, but they're not the elite club in Europe anymore, are they? Uh, they, they used to have Suarez, prime Luis Suarez, um, Messi and Neymar. Neymar. Yeah. And now, now they have a guy who, who scores about four goals a season. So good complete side, oh, Just a complete side note before you move on, though. If you haven't watched it uh, on Netflix, the Neymar documentary, I watched it there last week. Not bad. Worth a little watch. I've not watched it. I was watching a really good um, non-football-related documentary called The Tinder Swindler. I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen, uh, I've read a lot about it so far. Very yeah. good. Check it out. And uh, I strongly recommend the listeners check that out as well. Cool. Any fans you want to add on January? I mean, um, not it was a bit really. Depressing. It was a bit of a bleak month. I think the less said about it, the better, right? But yeah, we're still I mean, look, in a good position in terms of uh, European chances. We're still there, right? They're there or thereabouts. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think, look, we're exactly where we need to be. And if you would have said to anyone start of the season, you know, come the first week of February, this is where you'll be. You're in, you know, a couple of, you know, a point or two from top four. I mean, my biggest worry for top four, unfortunately, is Tottenham. Um, I think that, you know, they've made some, made some additions to the squad. Conte is doing a reasonable job. Like, we kind of knew he would. To be fair, um, that's why a lot of our fans 
probably wanted him at Arsenal at one stage when Arteta was kind of trailing through mud a little bit there. But look, it will, it'll all unravel, won't it, over the next couple of months? Um, we'll get to see what happens. And as they say, come May, we'll we'll see where we lie. Um, but look, I think, you know, to, to summarise January, yeah, really shit <laughs> from an overall feeling or sensory sort of point of view. But yeah, we didn't do the dumb shit. Let's just park it, move on. 17 games to go. Let's hope the lads, you know, recuperated well and that, you know, they've got the the hunger to go and see the job through uh, in those following 17 games. As things stand, just just want to throw some over to you. And that's, you know, realistically, like, you know, what are your expectations now? You know, where, where did, you know, because obviously the goalposts have moved a little bit, um, you know, because I think me and you would have both agreed that at the start of the season, Europa League, getting back into Europa League would have been, you know, top six. That would have been the, uh, sorry about that, that's the old notifications going off. Um, that would have been our target for the start of the season. Would that still satisfy you? Yes and no. Or a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. One yeah, of my a little bit of A and B. I think from the start of the season, I said, I'd have bitten your hand off for that and you, you could argue that's progress. But then, I think if you look at the clubs around us, there's a real opportunity there this season to to break into top four. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think um, Liverpool and C are miles ahead of the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea they blow hot Chelsea. and cold, don't they? they yeah, really we do. They're, not, they're mm-hmm. not as far ahead as, as they as they they were. Man United, you know, they're another one. They blow hot and cold. West Ham as well. So I think Tottenham's really the the someone to kind of look out for. Um, not not because I think they've actually got a better squad than us. I think they've just got, you know, a good manager and they've got a goal scorer in Kane and Son. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who will carry him. There is a real opportunity to make top four. Um, and without sort of, you know, kind of rehashing what I said before, I think if we were to miss out, you know, or the finest of margins, it would be frustrating, especially when, you know, we, we there was opportunities to potentially bring, you know, um, someone in and to strengthen. Um, but mm. yeah, what, what yeah. about you? Would you take if someone said to you now, would you, would you take sixth or fifth? Yeah, I, don't, would I would take, take top six, mate. It's you look, <laughs> it's it, everything changes, right? It's you know, fluid, fluid opinions in football is something you know I talk about all the time. And I think, of course, look, it's if you would have asked me pre January, I would have probably been like, do you know what? I think we should push for top four here. Um, but I can only react on what the club do. You know, unfortunately, I have no, we have no say on that. Um, but, you know, if I was to rein it back, start the season, yeah, if, if we could get back into Europa League, then I think that's a, a, an improvement. But it's because we're there or thereabouts, or we have been there or thereabouts for that top four. Yeah, your expectations do, you know, do get carried away. And that's that's half the joy of being a football fan. You know, you like to, to daydream and, you know, look at what's possible or oh, we could get back in the Champions League that'd be bloody brilliant yeah it'd be fucking amazing um, but I do think yeah just with the way things are with the squad being so light it does yeah that does panic me a little bit um, that we you know we're relying on you know youth effectively and when they're not quite youth I think that's probably a little bit a little bit harsh on the lads these days I mean they're young men so that that worries me um, that we might not have enough firepower, um, and we're too too heavily reliant on, you know, Saka, Smith Rowe, 
know, Odegaard's been good, but doesn't really score. Uh, we just lack goals. Um, and I know, look, you, people will go, well, but December we scored loads. I'm like, yeah, but we were playing some bang average sides. Um, who, yes, last season we probably didn't put to the sword like we did that, you know, in, in December, but that worries me. Um, you know, the, you, you touched on it earlier, though, just to go back, but the, the centre mid issue, I think that's fine. You know, the centre mid, I can live with what we got for the rest of the season. Um, you know, you've got four lads in there who can rotate round. Um, look, you want to keep two of them particularly fitter than the others. Um, unfortunately, Xhaka is one of those two for me because they do play quite well together. But for me, yeah, it's just, the you know, the big worry is up top. You know, that that's where my, my fear is that we might just miss out on Champions League. But yeah, I think the, yeah, overall I'd be content. I wouldn't be over the moon with it, but I'd be content with a, you know, Europa League spot. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. I, I was thinking actually, I'm going to Wolves on Thursday. I might take one of my shirts just in case they need like a an emergency sub. <laughs> Bearing in mind how so you taking a spare watch. shirt for someone else there, or just, no, just for myself, just for myself. Just, I've got the I've got the blue shirt. I've got two versions of it, so I can take either one. Either it's just away, isn't it? Yeah, we're away on Thursday night. Well, I'm hoping we wear the blue, but I bet we wear a home shirt. Hang on a minute, what? We will wear blue, 100%. We have worn red at that before, though. True, true. Sorry. I do think back to some of those. I don't know, I always remember Burkamp scoring a, a lovely little goal would have finished the outside of his boot up there. Yeah, I think I might have been the invincible year. I've, not, I've never seen us play in the blue strip. So maybe one day we'll get, we'll get that. And I'm running out of games. <laughs> did you not go Liverpool, no? Uh, I did in the league, not in the league. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. I didn't go to Leeds because I had COVID. Oh, Nor- I don't Norwich know, was... all right. The more, I, the less I hear about that game, yeah. the better. <laughs> Norwich was, oh god, yeah. And then Norwich was Boxing Day, not Boxing Day. Yeah, it was Boxing Day, and so I wasn't allowed to go. Wow, <laughs> I was banned. <laughs> I don't want that banned. Did you? Would have been too happy with me going. Oh Jesus! Anyway, yeah. moving on for, to to one good, one bad. Mm. Do you want me to kick things off or do you want to kick things off? How do you want you to play? Go, you go first. Yeah, you go first with your one good mate. Why not? So I've actually got a few actually. Wow. Because um, I thought like if I if I said one, didn't say the other and Steph was to listen, she might um, kick me in the balls. Uh, so <laughs> we, we've set a date for a wedding. We've got a yep. venue, which is obviously you know, fantastic news. Um, yep, absolutely. Bringing it back to football, going, to, going up to Wolves on Thursday, which is... Really looking forward to that. It feels like yeah. a lot of time. It does. Yeah. And um, yes, yeah, so that'd be good. Wolves. It's only about forty minutes up the road from me. Um, not far yeah, from that's ideal. That and is then ideal. Brentford at home in a few weeks, which you're coming to as well. Yeah, absolutely. News. Lovely segue yeah. onto my. That's my one good. Yeah. So look, you text me. I mean, my plan was. I mean, look, as you know, well, I've been trying to get over for a while, but it's just day trips over from Ireland are a bit trickier than they've usually been uh, just to, because there's a severe lack of flexibility when it comes to flights getting in and out and it's not you know there's not as many as there were over on a daily basis pre-covid um, almost like there's been a pandemic almost yeah i mean i fucking you know there's one you know one thing you know having to stay indoors or isolate but fucking hell would you give me some more flights so i can come and watch the arsenal you bastards but uh no you, you know you text me on a monday morning what was it eight o'clock this morning might have a spare for Brentford. Um, and my plan was initially, if we didn't get to the, the League Cup final, because I was going to try and get to that. Um, 
was then to come come to the carpet and watch you know Arsenal play Brentford. But then I found out that the old man had got rid of the, you know, sold his tickets off, which I was a little bit annoyed about, but it is what it is. And then, yeah, so you texted me what, eight o'clock this morning? Uh, possible spare? And I was like, yeah, hold that thought. I think I booked a flight by half nine, and I, this morning to... I don't think it was even that long. I think it was about, about 10 minutes. About 10 minutes, yeah. It wasn't long, it was, was 10 it? 10 minutes, 15 Yeah, it wasn't long. You were, you were Roy Keane. I was, yeah, I was really keen, weren't you, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was keen, mate. Yeah, I was keen because yeah, it's, it's been a while, mate. Like, you know, I haven't been to the Emirates, fuck me, since uh, last time I was there was unfortunately when Emery was still manager and we drew one all with Brighton, I think, oh, which wow. pretty much scuppered our top four top four chances that season so yeah that was depressing but um yeah that's my one good mate so you know look fair play for giving me that text um well, yeah, I'm looking forward to it yeah man breakfast brunch whatever you fancy a few beers yeah jobs are good in Absolutely. um so my one bad isn't really that bad it's um it's the fact that we weren't in the FA Cup on the weekend can't help but feel like we should have been there I love the FA Cup um, and it's yeah, mm. it's, it's all it's always great, and I love sort of the, you know the, the the random fixtures you get. Yeah, like, uh, Kidd Harriers, it's West Ham, Boring Wood, um, Middlesbrough, you know, going to Old Trafford. Mm. Yeah, it's it's such a great competition, and it's and it's you know it's Unique, there's no other, there's no other, uh, yeah, trophy like it. I think it's the atmosphere you get at the FA Cup games as well, because obviously they have to double treble the allocation to away fans. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you will always get. You always get a great atmosphere, you know, because I always remember them back in the day at Highbury. You know, the, the away end would be, you know, the, the away end would have the whole of the clock in. Yeah, exactly. Um, Do you remember we played Farnborough once and it, it was it was an away game because of their ground wasn't big enough or it didn't oh, yeah. the criteria, safety criteria. They moved it to Highbury and then we, we wore we the blue, blue yeah. our blue away kit. At, they, um, they took the lead in that game as well. They definitely scored at least. It was 5-1, I believe, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they either took the lead or brought it back to one or so. I mean, look, just for the you know that moment for a fan farmer, that must have been fucking limbs everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Do remember that? But yeah, it's yeah, I like yeah, I've always liked the FA Cup. I do think it's lost a little bit of its shine, um, and it's a shame that we can't find a way. It'd be great if you could say, look win the FA Cup and that will get you back in the Champions League. That will get you a place in the Champions League. That would be brilliant, but very unlikely, I feel. See, I wouldn't like that, though, because I think it defeats... It devalues a cup when your sole purpose to win a trophy is getting something else. It should be like, you've won a trophy. Mm. That's, you know, that's what that's, that's what football's all about, right? And Yeah. You know, it's not all One about thing... finishing in a position that gets you into another competition, because then it just comes down to your money and that's that's everything boils down to that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> but one thing that I fucking really wish they do, and I bet most of our listeners will probably agree on this. I know you will. And that is, can we, for the love of God, stop playing semi-finals at Wembley and go yeah, back to the that. neutral ground scenario uh, for the semi-final? 100%. I despise that. Because mm, again, takes the shine away, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Right. So my one bad... My one bad, I have to say it. Um, obviously, we've seen the revelations of Mark Overmars uh, come out late yesterday evening, was it? Yesterday and this morning. Now, he's not as severe as most, but, you know, I just think there's a, 
a massive issue in football in general. I mean, you know, we don't need to go into the ins and outs of it, but you've got the Mason Greenwood situation. There was obviously the the Mendy situation, who's got eight counts of, of rape against him, which is disgraceful. Um, I'm not sure if you also saw, but there was a signing, which I think it was Wraith Rovers made. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, which caused a, a lot of fuss. Uh, even I think the, the ladies team there, club captain resigned off the back of it, sponsors pulled out. And it's just, you know, there's a lot of issues. I mean, this is, this is a wider society issue as well, right? I mean, over here in Ireland, there's been a few cases, unfortunately, which, uh, yeah, they, they've struck home quite hard. Um, and I just think, and this is something I, I've been saying for a while, I think, you know, if you look at how, how much competition there is for the next best thing in football, the next big thing, and you look at how much is thrown not just from, you know, from a monetary point of view, but look at the amount of smoke that gets blown up these, these young men's backsides. Um, look, we're not going to generalise and categorise all of them in this because, you know, there, there's some wonderful examples of human beings that play, play elite level football, but there's also the complete polar opposite to that who are utter scumbags. Um, but there needs to be a bit of a different approach somehow. I mean, I don't know how. Um whether the, whether it's wage caps or for, for under a certain age group or, or whatever it is, but th- there seems to be a a moral compass which has gone askew um, for a number of them who seem to just think that they are untouchable, right? And I think yeah, the Overmars situation is obviously not quite as bad, but it definitely comes into that that sort of category where you know you said it, they're abusing their power, right? Um, that they have and, and the, the the position that they hold. Um, it's it's been ongoing for a while. Um, I, I, I mean, what, what what do you think of it? I mean, how do you think you could even tackle an issue like that? I mean, there just has to be a zero tolerance approach, right? Yeah, um, it's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? Mm. And I think it's just it's it's people abusing, you know, positions of power. Mm. Um, and I think the the issue is, it's like you know, you, you see like these young footballers now, they're on such high wages, they're living lives like movie stars. And mm-hmm. I think it just goes to the head. And of course it is. And it's just sort of like, it's that feeling of maybe being unstoppable and you know, n- nothing can touch me. Mm. Um, and that's how you get, you know, these sort of situations. Um, and it's, it's, it's awful. It really is awful. And it's, you know, I think it's great that uh, these things are kind of brought to light and, it, you know, and they don't go unpunished because I think it's, it's you know it must be really difficult being in you know in a position where someone is kind of abusing you whether that mentally physically uh, do you know what I mean and yeah yeah the internet is such a horrible place so mm-hmm. and there's always a backlash you know even the, like the even the victim gets can get completely crucified yeah. so it's it, it's such a horrible thing and um and uh, you know what I don't like about it is when I see these people coming out talking about Greenwood, and I'm like, it's not about Mason Greenwood. Like people going, oh, he's the end of his career. It's just a shame. Yeah, who cares? Like, yeah, just because you're a like, professional yeah, athlete or footballer, yeah, couldn't care less about him. It's not about him. It's this is about the victim. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's that's well said because yeah, it's 100 about the victims. It's not it's not about us. But I think there's a collective responsibility as as men, um, not to you know not to. I'm not necessarily saying we all need to act in the right way because look. Fucking 99% of us walk in the face of the earth will. Um, but I saw something really powerful there. It's, it's a comedian. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but there's a clip going around. And he's like, we, we need to call out and we need to own, 
you know, the, the actions of our friends, even if you see something weird or your friends talking in, in something in a, in an odd way or is showing behavior that will potentially lead to something like that, then, then call them out on it. Um, there is that social responsibility on our shoulders uh, because look, just sitting here and saying that, you know, it's not me. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's all well and good, but it's, it, we're hiding away from the issue. I don't know. Again, I think that there's a much wider discussion to have from government point of view, zero tolerance, punishment needs to be as high as it possibly can be. That's always been my opinion when it comes to many other things as well. You know, if, they, if it's unequivocal, uh, unequivocal um, and there's, you know, there's no shed of doubt that you were the person that committed X offence, then just fucking get rid, pop them away, mate. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Simple Couldn't agree that. more, mate. Couldn't agree more. But there we go. Hey. Yeah, sorry to make it so dark with my one bad, yeah. but I think it's necessary. Yeah. To do Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I completely agree, mate. So switching gears, um, on this day, on the seventh February two thousand and four. Funnily enough, you mentioned it earlier. We actually played Wolves away at Molyneux three days before we actually play in this season. Mm. But can you guess the eleven? Mm. So just out of interest, then, obviously I referenced Dennis Burkamp's wonderful outside of the boot finish. Is that the same game? Is it that coincidental that I've already spoken about the game that we're going to... Yeah. They, they, they went down that season, Wolves. So, and yeah, they, they were... so it, it must have been this game, right? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's that's brilliant, isn't it? Okay. Well, starting lineup, 2004. I mean, the, we've done, it's one of the easier ones for us, isn't it? Especially me and you. That's our kind of peak. Peak. And for me, it was anyway. That was when... You know, I was what, 17, 17, 18, around that time. Um, football meant probably more to me than it does now, to be honest with you. But let's go for it. Starting lineup in goal. Crazy German, Jens Lehmann. Yep. Uh, left back, Ashley Cole. Yep. It's quite, this, is, this is very easy, to be fair. It is, yeah, <laughs> this is what I mean. Yeah, the, 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 the invincible error is, is easier, isn't it? to say um so center halves campbell torre yep right back will go laurent yep yeah solid um in midfield obviously we're going to go with Vieira and gilberto silva yep wings uh jesus this is my might struggle a bit perez yep um parlor Parler was on the bench. Ooh. Okay. Who else did we have wingers that time? Uh, he had to play Will Tord, didn't he? Out wide every now and again. Nope. Not Will Tord? Fuck no. I mean, I'm going to say Burkamp, not on the wing, but I just knew he played. Yeah, Burkamp was in the team. Um, fuck. Who else? Who else? Is it a winger? Am I missing something here? It's more of a defense. It's more of a defense midfielder. Defense. Okay. Oh, no, it can't be. It's uh, you say defensive mid. Another fellow Brazilian currently at the club. Yeah. I do. Fucking yeah. hell. What? We have one winger. That's bizarre. Yeah. That is bizarre. Okay, and then up front is the obvious. Um, obviously, already said one, and the other is Senor Thierry Henry. Yeah, spot on. And it was Lehman, Lauren, Torre, Campbell, Cole, Edu, Silva, Vieira, Perez, Henri, Burkamp. And Reyes came on off the bench. And Silva's not used. Parlas, Seagon, Clichy, and Stack. 
three one was the score. Three, one. It was three one. Yeah, uh, Dennis Burkamp at the first, mm-hmm. and uh, Henri and Colo Torre. Go on, Colo. Oh man, what a footballer! What a footballer! Right. Well, that's that's that, isn't it? I guess. I mean, that's I guess. Is there, is there anything else that we can discuss? Are you um, confident for Thursday on the subject of Wolves? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, it's coincidental that on this day um, sets us up quite nicely, doesn't it? It's uh, am I confident? <laughs> Depends who's available, doesn't it? Uh, the, the one thing I really worry about is um, Tommy Arce. Funnily enough, of all the worries to have, it's a right back, but he is. Just he's just been so solid for us, hasn't he? He's so good defensively. Definitely brings something to the to the team in general. Um, I think centre mid will be okay. Obviously, let's not. You know, the elephant in the room is the the, the striking option is a bit of a concern. But I don't know. Like I'd have thought of that. away from home, we've been so you know chalk and cheese away from home most of this season it's it's really hard to predict isn't it and also speaking of chalk and cheese that's you could that describes wolves season i think in general mm-hmm. you're not quite sure what you're going to get there but you know they you know they've just you know they've had a good month manager of the month up there i believe so i think we're in for a real hard hard game um fuck they haven't I... even got a home leg to sort of take from it as well because obviously the game um, in December, we play them again in a couple of weeks, don't we? Yeah, they, they rearranged because it was called off. Wolves had it called off. I think mm. it was between, um, I think it was after the Man City game or before the Man City game. Mm. It was between, it was, oh yeah, that's it. It was between Norwich and City. I think we were meant to play Wolves. That's it. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're supposed to. It, will, it will be difficult. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see, won't we? It's, I think, listen, we, we we, we've, we've got to get well, next three Wolves, Brentford, and Wolves. I think we've got to get at least seven points. I'd say at least six because I do. I just think away from home, you know, if you come away from a point, obviously, then yeah, let's let's go and get seven. But I just, yeah, I think that's such a tricky game on Thursday. Um, be bloody winnable, though. I remember the game last yeah. season, one of the most frustrating games of football. We completely bossed them for oh 40 minutes. Can we end up with um, nine? Nine men. Yeah, we should have been about four in the lip at half time. Yeah. Um, David Luiz was sent off right before, on the stroke of half time for the, the softest penalty you'll ever see. And then farcical sending off, mate. That was two one or was it three one? I yeah, think it, it scored an absolute screamer. Yeah, it just it just all fell apart. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like the, the mm. fact that the game was, we were so comfortable. The curse yeah. of the goalkeeper, goalkeeper wearing the away shirt. Let's stop that. Yeah. That's a, that's a new like trend. That. I just don't like. Don't like it. Don't like Not it. For me. Not. For I don't. I also. I've said this many times. I don't like. I don't like short sleeve goalie shirts. Just, just weird. And that's one thing I can get by that because it's been a thing for quite a while now. Um, Not for me. What can it do, Steve? Get in the fucking bin. Get in the bin. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, look. I think then on on that bombshell is. Uh, time to say thanks for taking the time to listen to the podcast uh we hope you enjoyed it we're trying to serve up the best we can all things considered there's been no matches to to kind of keep us going lots of other shite that's for sure uh but if you enjoy the show look please leave us a, a review um on, on apple spotify we'd greatly appreciate it if you'd like to follow any of us on social media platforms feel free to do so steve he can be found on both twitter and instagram at in the clock end myself I'm on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirt. And Liam, 
who isn't with us today. He's still recovering from a minor concussion, the poor chap. Um, he can be found on Twitter at Guna. But look, keep an eye on the social media feeds for the next podcast. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.